a quarter percent rise from the Fed with more to come. But how much more and how has the outlook changed given what we've been seeing with banks over the last couple of weeks? Plus, a tricky one from the Bank of England. They're next. It was odds on as to whether they'd lift rates or not. But has that changed now there's been a surprise lift in the UK inflation rate? And two other central banks as well today. It's all going on. It's Thursday, the 23rd of March, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a big uh, fall in the US dollar after the Fed's rate announcement, down 0.8% on the DXY. The euro has been the big winner. It's up 0.9%. The pound is a half a percent. The Aussie up 0.3%. It was actually up 1% earlier, uh, almost 66.9 US cents now, though. Bond yields are down in the US. Two-year Treasury yields down 23 basis points. Ten years down 17, but yields were higher in Europe. Ten-year gilts up eight basis points. Aussie 10 years yesterday rose 18 basis points, up to three. But losing about nine basis points overnight on futures. And shares were up in the US, but a big fall since the Fed announcement. The Dow, the Nasdaq, and the SP 500, this doesn't happen often, all closed about 1.6% down. Uh, In Europe, shares are up 0.4% for the FTSE 100 and 0.3% for the Eurostoxx 50. And oil, despite another rise in inventories in the US overnight, they were expected to fall by 1.5 million barrels last week, but actually they rose by 1.6%. 1.1 million, and that was on top of the 1.6 million added the week before. Even so, prices were up. WTI up 0.9%. Brent up a little over 1%. So the Fed has met. The Bank of England will meet two important meetings. Let's look at both of them with Gavin Friend from NAB in London. So the Fed first. I mean, no surprise, a quarter percent rate rise in the in the Fed rate. It was a unanimous decision, apparently, and maybe more to come. So the Fed, we know, is now more concerned that inflation remains elevated, but obviously all so worried about the impact of what's been happening with banks. Yeah, morning, Phil. I think that's right. Um, as you say, a 25 basis point hike. Um, <clears throat> rather than saying ongoing increases in rates will be appropriate, which was the prior language, and now say some additional firming may be appropriate. So that's a nod, to your point, to financial stability uncertainty. Here the Fed says the US banking system is sound and resilient. Recent developments um, are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses businesses and to weigh on economic activity, hiring and inflation. The extent of these, it said, is uncertain. The committee remains highly attentive to risks on inflation. So I think, of course, I love, going By the way, I love this, your Jerome Powell deadpan delivery. If ever he needs someone to stand in for him, you're the guy to do it. <laughs> uh, mo- moving on, the dot points, as everybody was looking at. Yes. So the average uh, for, for the end of 23 dot points remains unchanged at 5.1%. Obviously, you know, um, two weeks ago, the, the consensus was these would rise somewhere near 5.5%. Mm. Uh, we've had the uh, the upset on the banks, and therefore, um, that's unchanged. A little bit more, though, the isn't average, it? Lifted a bit for two, 2024, up to 4.3%. Well, that's a mechanical change. They haven't lifted them. They're up to 43 from 41 mm. That just means that they're not going to be um, cutting rates uh, as quickly. So they've taken away ongoing rate increases, if you like, but they see rates remaining higher for longer. In short, hike less but cut later. Yeah. Um, and they look at two times, then 25. Basically, they haven't got a clue how they have got a median rate of no. 3.1%, but you look at the a huge yeah. variation. in Huge, huge dispersion, mm. yeah. Just just don't even go there. I think, unsurprisingly, markets see the, uh, see the, the looser language on more hikes and the unchanged 23 dots as dovish for yields. You know, you've talked about this. Yields have dropped quite a lot. Mm. Um, you know, US two-year yields to three, below 4% now, to 397. Remember, they were at 507 
just two weeks yeah, ago. Ten-year uh, yield really is a lot is a lot more sticky. That three and a half percent is really holding in there. So that uh, inversion is being unwound. Um, the dollar. You've talked about this. I mean, that's down um, almost a four percent. Actually, it was a little bit more than that. You're a dollar breaking back above uh, one oh nine at one point there. Um, we're uh, as we're recording. Uh, Chair Powell is, uh, is 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 going through his press conference. He's he's you know. He's playing to the dovish audience, but he has just said that the Fed does not expect to see rate cuts this year. I mean, that's indicative in its dot plot, clearly. Um, but, you know, the markets are, are, are looking at the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, it is a sea of uncertainty in terms of what happens with the banking crisis. But I mean, he was asked about that, wasn't he? The fact that you know, the market is still pricing in cuts, one more rise and then cuts for the remainder of the year but he's saying yes well he didn't discount totally discount it but just said that's not their baseline in- indeed indeed um but they have to see how the banking crisis uh, plays out yeah. um and um you know you look at their you look at the rest of their forecasts i mean this all comes at the cost of lower growth slightly so they've nudged down their 2023 growth forecast now to 0.4 from 0.3 next year 24 it sees it at a 1.2 from 1.6 so so still well below trend and on that think about what we heard from the ecb last week They're, they've got they've raised their 2023 to 1% so they're cruising above where the fed sees the us this year and then they see 1.6% um, next year against the feds 1.2% so that's that that switch you know that plays into the idea that euro is europe is recovering a little bit um, it's less bad than we thought and that there's some downside here, um, potentially uh, in the dollar. We'll see how this goes. It, it, it could be, you know, a long few hours, these things post the Fed. Mm. We're still, as I say, still recording in the middle of the press conference. Things can change, but this is the flavour of it at the moment. And it is very much, isn't it, this thing about, you know, are we going to see tri- tighter credit conditions coming from banks and uh, what economic impact is that going to have? Will there be less work for monetary policy to do if the banks are doing it for more, which could mean less in the way of great rises. Yeah, Chairman Powell is very, very, very clear about that. I mean, he talked about the committee considered a pause in the days running up to the meeting, but they felt in the end of it, it was it was better to go. It's possible the bank crisis will only have modest effects, um, but it's also possible um, that there will be a significant credit issue here in terms of the tightening of credit conditions, I should say. That was the view of a large group in the meeting. Uh, again, it, it's, it's overs and unders. If that doesn't turn out, uh, just underlining the uncertainty, then the case um, for further monetary tightening, as you say, will be there. They just don't know. They need clarity um, and they need to get through to you know, the next couple of meetings to see where we're going on that. Does that mean we have to look at different data now going going forwards? I mean, OK, we want to see job numbers. We want to see GDP. We want to see uh, obviously want to see price information. Yeah, there's, there's, there's only there's only uh, minimal data on CPI and um, and uh, uh, non-farm payrolls between now and the next. Yeah, meeting. but I'm saying aside um, from all aside it, from all of that, do we, you know we want to be looking at I don't know what what we can see, but on you know the lending behaviour from banks, for example. Well, indeed, indeed, senior loan officers. Mm. Um, what we're getting anecdotally from the street, you know, pressure on on, on smaller banks, all of those kinds of things. A lot of the sort of you know tightening of, of conditions indexes, they may not give us a true read on what lending officers are thinking. So all of that, I think, is I, I think you're right. You know, the the instinct is rather on the macro data 
better. It's on the financial side that markets are going to be looking between mm. now, you know, and the next meeting right. or so. Now, ahead of the Bank of England, um, inflation rises in the UK. The headline rate was expected to drop from 10.1% down to 9.9%. Instead, it's gone up to 10.4%. Uh, core inflation, month on month, has gone from minus 0.9% in January to a 1.2% rise in February. Totally unexpected. I mean, this is largely to do with food, isn't it, which is up 18% over the year, 2.1% up on the month. Uh, that's a, that, that's a, a, a nasty last-minute surprise for the Bank of England, isn't it? It is. It's a sting in the tail because inflation had been dropping off from a, from a, from a peak of 11.1. It's the first rise in four months. Um, we, we always knew, and the Bank of England knew, it would be a slow start to this, and then things will pick up on the downside from base effects from next month, really. But nonetheless, you know, your, your point is well taken. Some of it, you could argue, um, you know, uh, high food, that, that was the result mainly of things like bad weather, in Spain and Africa, that's helped. That's not been a, a, a help for vegetables and those kinds of things. There were potentially other one-off measures in terms of drinks in restaurants and bars and those kinds of stuff. But if we look at where uh, CPI is likely to print in the next three months, it will be lower. You know, as we get more significant base effects kicking in, motor fuel prices next month—that's the March meeting, so the March uh, CPI report—and then in the April one, we get the dropping out of the 54% rise in the increase in energy prices and of course you know current energy prices electricity and that gas are, are markedly lower so you know the idea that the that the bank of england is 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 on track to to see inflation headline inflation at least drop to sort of 7 or 8% by may is good the, the point though, it's a long way though is, it's a long way though isn't it i mean so 10.4% in the uk i mean it's 9.3% in germany 6.4% in the united states 5.2% in canada i mean you could argue that that just means there's a lot more for the Bank of England to do. Well, you remember that the, since its February meeting, it's changed its guidance, okay, to, to, to hiking now only if it sees evidence of more persistent price pressures, i.e. higher wages. You know, it, it's, it's acted forcefully until this point, and it now says it, it really needs to see evidence of an intensification of wages um, or core services inflation. We know that on that wages side, the private sector wages, they've actually, they're still high, but they've rolled over. There's been no intensification. If we look at core services in, in the CPI report released yesterday, that undershot the Bank of England's forecast of 6.9%. So if the bank is true to its guidance and, you know, and it, it doesn't see that intensification, it can hold interest rates steady at 4%. Um, they've hiked 390 basis points at every meeting since December over a year ago. Um, if they waited six weeks for this storm on banking to or financial stability to play out, um, you know, you've still got the cumulative effects of the previous hikes coming through. Um, and that would allow them six weeks. They'll get new, a new set of forecasts in May. So it's an unpopular view, but we're still holding at 4%. If we're wrong and they decide you know to, to just react because they can and, and they go to four four and a quarter percent we still think that'll be the kind of the top um they don't meet in april and then by as i say we get back to that conversation by the time you get to may inflation's sort of seven seven and a half percent well it's going to be interesting Catherine mann from the uh, the bank of england is talking uh, in the early hours of the morning i think tomorrow uh, australia time but i mean she a few weeks ago she was talking about uh, the strong pricing power risk 
that is creating inflation. In, in other words, uh, greedflation is the other word for it, isn't it? Where we're seeing like supermarkets uh, reporting pretty healthy profits in, in in the UK. Well, they're still they're still there, but that will be that will be fading away as the year goes on. Her other big point was about weakness in the pound. If other central banks carry on hiking, mm. that argument I think has blown, been blown out of the water at the moment. Um, I mean, look at look at the pound now. Um, you know, one twenty three. Um, that doesn't you know because 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 the market's focused on the Fed. Yeah, for today, for sure. So, uh, Philip Lane from the ECB, we heard, uh, he's, he's talking as well today, we heard from Christine Lagarde on Wednesday saying that the uncertainty around at the moment makes it even more important for the rate path to be data dependent. And, you know, what, what data? Is it banking data as well as we've been just discussing? Uh, but because our market's going to be happy with that. I mean, or will they be looking at recession fears, looking at banking stability uh, and, you know, generally looking for a, a more a more cautious outlook well go back to what i just said in terms of um <clears throat> the, the latest forecasts from the ecb on growth are up to one percent so they're a little bit more assured we're going to get some signs of that in the pmi data that come out on friday you know at sort of 52 53 so so short term things are looking good you know you know we're coming towards the warmer weather now um but you're right i mean the ecb's message since its last meeting is that it's not possible to comment on the rate path right now there's too much uncertainty but if the base, if its baseline, which is its 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 forecast of inflation and core inflation in particular, prove right after markets calm down, then it will likely have you know further to go or more work to do is the language. Uh, Lagarde uh, on on Wednesday repeated those words, <clears throat> and you know again argued that there's no trade-off between price stability and financial stability, and yet we know in its statement it has inserted the line that it's now looking at financial data as well. As economic data informing its monetary policy, so it's 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 it thinks it's got the tools to do both. Um, in truth, they've got to monitor this move on core inflation, which still hasn't peaked, and they're worried about wages. They're worried about profit margins. We need to go on a two or three, four, maybe five months or so to see where this lands. That argues for more rate hikes, and I think that plays to the euro. It's only further down the line that we start to, you know, if there aren't any financial stability issues with banks in Europe. Um, that you start to think about that higher rate view and or financial stability as something that starts to pull in growth and starts to limit it. But that's that's not an argument for the moment, I don't think. Right. And today, it's not just the Fed and the Bank of England. Other central banks are available, including the epicentre of the banking crisis, the uh, the Swiss National Bank today, and the Norge Bank as well. What's going on? We do, we do, yes. Of course, the SMB only meets every quarter, so they're first up, expected to rise by 50 basis points to 1.5%. Is there a slight chance they don't go quite as much because inflation is much better behaved and they only go 25 you can't rule it out but it's unlikely um, that would be the risk if there is one and the second then and, and then shortly after that as you say we get the Norway Central Bank they're expected to rise by 25 basis points to uh, 3% yeah. alright ok and no guarantee we're saying for the Bank of England that they're going to do anything today despite that rise in inflation indeed yeah alright interesting day ahead isn't it uh, good to talk Gavin catch you again very soon thanks cheers Phil cheers and there we are hot off the press the latest from the Fed the look ahead to the Bank of England you get it all on the morning call back again tomorrow morning for another one I'm Phil Dobby for NAB I'll see you then